0: Into the me, to this. It's Tuesday the 7th of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here and I'm joined by Shane Lee. Shane, how are you buddy? I'm good. Timmy, yourself? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I was just trawling through uh, Instagram over the weekend and on uh, Sunday I saw Brett, your brother post that little video of your dad starting up his chainsaw now Josie my wife hands up in the air where we live on a you know a couple of acres here and she used the chainsaw I wouldn't even know how to turn it on but there your dad was starting it up and your brother Brett was imitating him and for all those that have watched Brett play cricket over the years that was a big part of his celebration, the big <laughs> <rip> the chainsaw,
1: <laughs> metaphorically. It, big time, mate. Well, people couldn't work out whether it was a knockout punch or what, he was actually doing a chainsaw, but either way, it was, a, it was definitely a big celebration. Yeah, it was great to watch. All right,
0: plenty of sport to uh, talk about today. Oh, what about England? Oh, what is the opposite mm-hmm. of celebration there? They got flogged by India, so they lead 2-1 in the series. Plenty of drama in the NRL, in the AFL. So much sport, never enough time. Shane, England, oh my goodness gracious, me talk about collapse Mate,
1: big time we 'll be looking back at this series in years to come, and uh, it 's been one of the great series it 's been a real um, series dominated by the ball and, and once again, England chasing a sort of meager total in the in the fourth innings uh, with none for seventy seven lost uh, I think it was ten wickets for one hundred and ten runs and yeah, they
0: collapsed and now England go down uh, are behind the series 2-1 to India. We can't say too much because Steve Smith, if, if he hasn't scored at times over the past few years, we've been hopeless. Uh, but Joe Root, it just seems like unless he gets runs, no one does. Yeah, they're really relying on him
1: in, in the batting line up. And I think uh, when he loses his wicket, because he scored so many runs, uh, the whole team sort of put their head down and, um, and collapsed around him. But the Indian Bowlers were really, really um, disciplined in their approach. Off the back of uh, Rohit Sharma scoring his first hundred in in England, 127, he scored um, in the second innings, but yeah, they just collapsed, and it was it was J- Jasper Boomer who bowled so tight. I think he took two for 27 off 22 overs, gave England nothing. But it was Coley, the captain, who was winding up the Barmy Army as the wickets fell.
0: Oh, what a surprise.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he loves, he loves get in everyone's face. And, and whilst the team were, were getting around Boomer when he was taking wickets, Coley was running towards the Barmy Army and, and playing a fake trumpet.
0: Oh, I love it. I love I, 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 I love his aggression because for people that are, are, are great students of the game of cricket for a long time, India, it was almost an attitude of be seen and not heard. But mm. through him and, and through, you know, Sarav Ganguly and a few others, they've really started to uh, – and now it's gone the other way, really. What about Boomer? What about the, that action? It's very Malcolm Marshall, God rest his soul-like, isn't it? The way that he can, over the, those short paces, accumulate that kind of speed. And it's an interesting backstory how it goes back to India and his mother wouldn't let him leave the premises and he only had a certain amount of paces to run. And that's how he got it all right. You have to look at um, cricketers and, and the way their
1: backyards were mm. growing up um, and that really defined the way they played. But Boomer is, is a, a really strong... It's almost like uh, you know one of those uh, when you throw your tennis ball for your dog with one of those sort of sticks. Yeah, it's a bit like bit like his whippy action, and he bowls so close. Um, when he releases the ball, it's a lot closer than any other bowler in world cricket. So he's on top of you, and um,
0: he would he would I'm assuming feel really fast to face. Now, this test match in Hobart against Afghanistan, it's now looking in doubt, not because the Taliban won't allow the, the test match to happen, but the Tasmanian government are starting to really think about this and look at it because they can see what is uh, the effect on the, the female population of Afghanistan, including their women's cricket team, because the, the cricket actually itself in Afghanistan is still very popular. I think that a sold out crowd between two of their club matches. It just rolls down the road. But, um, yeah, this has put a real question mark next to it it wouldn't be
1: another day to me would it without a, a state premier poking his nose into something else uh, <laughs> the tasmanian uh premier peter gerwin yeah sort of saying look I, I i agree with what he's saying but um i think it comes down to whether uh it's a bigger issue issue here whether the the, the australian government wants to have that test match in australia i don't think it's really down to the, to the tasmanian
0: premier yeah, it's a difficult issue, that one, that's for sure. Mm. Now, NRL, Matt Lodge, he was lucky not to end up in jail for a long time after the events of, uh, you know, tormenting a family in New York. It was all uh, pretty well publicised. He was on some sort of drunken mm. bender. And uh, and anyway, finally was allowed back into the league. He lost the plot on the weekend. He's been punished. He's come out on social media with this uh, big apology.
1: Yeah, um, it was, a, it was an amazing apology. I thought um, it, was, it was. I thought it was really heartfelt. I'm assuming that he wrote it, um, but he sort of said he spent his whole life on the footy field, and that's where he would let out his emotions. And he said he went too far again on the weekend. He's got some time in the off season now to, to reassess and, and look at that. But um, yeah, it was. If that was his own words, that, I thought that was a genuine
0: apology, and, um, and good on him. Oh, yeah, sort of. i I mm. sort of with you, but he's got such a bad track record. It's like this off-field stuff, and, you know, whether or not they should have signed his contract. I don't know. I, I thought he lost his head and uh, it just showed – uh, uh, look, he's going to have to redeem himself in a big, big way, I think, to, to grab the hearts and minds, particularly the way the Warriors lost. But anyway, Cameron Smith, Melbourne Storm, he can't play for them, but they've, they've dragged him back in. And this sounds clever, of course, to, to get his thoughts and uh, insights into the final series. Isn't Bellamy a super coach,
1: that guy? Mm. He just knows when to pick and choose. Look, everyone thought, how would they survive without Cameron Smith? And and they broke the record this year for the most wins in a row um, under Harry Grant and um, and Brendan Smith. But um, those two guys haven't had a lot of uh, finals experience, hence the reason why they brought Cameron Smith back in. Very, very smart by Bellamy.
0: And Max Gorn, uh, it was interesting to to read that piece down as we change from the Melbourne Storm to the Melbourne Demons, and he he is in some sort of rare confidence, isn't he? Every time he runs onto the field, the Melbourne skipper, he looks like he's going to dominate, but he, he just came out and said, look, this isn't going to be any less close than all the other games against Geelong. I think out of their last seven games, four of them have been separated by just a goal. And um, yeah, uh, he, he's a character, isn't he, Big Max? He looks like a, he could be in a Ned Kelly movie. I was just going to say that he looks like a cross between a,
1: a bush ranger, um, mm. or or even Ned Kelly, um, or the man from Snowy River. He's just got that old, old, uh, old school vibe. But he, um, yeah, he he definitely knows how to um to get his team up at the right times. He's made them aware, as you said, four of the last seven matches have gone for less than one goal. So he's preparing Melbourne for a real tussle.
0: Now, Bontempelli, can they win without him? They're saying that he's still a chance of playing. Of course, we saw him go down injured in that epic against Brisbane, that epic win for the Western Bulldogs. Uh, he is—he is one of the out-and-out best players in the game. Uh, what do you think? Will he play? And can they win without him? Can they win without him and Cody Waitman? I don't think they can. But uh, I, I think bon
1: Pelly will play. I think they're saying it's not structural. Um, they're really, really hopeful. Cody Waitman has obviously already been ruled out with the um, under the concussion rule. So he will not play. But bon Pelly is um, hopeful at this stage. I think he will take the field. And I think the Bulldogs will
0: win. I should yell down the hallway because my wife's a physio, as is yours, and find out. That <laughs> the, the P, They said PCL. So... Um, they, they were like, like he bumped his PCL, I think. They, they were the words. Right. I didn't know that it was a PCL. Okay, right. <laughs>
1: might, footy anyway. do, There's no PC might. in
0: footy. We might do a little bit of research <laughs> on that and come back, as you can tell, no medically-minded humans here today. Um, now, now, rugby, the, the, the Australian rugby coach is, rugby coach is, have said, look, we're closer than what it looks. Um, look, the score line on the weekend probably flattered the Wallabies because at the time where they needed to score the points they didn't when it really didn't matter and they couldn't catch up they started scoring them freely they've got a big game against South Africa this weekend Uh, look I don't know whether every rugby fan is agreeing with uh, what the messaging is coming out of the Wallabies as to how close they are particularly if they get beaten soundly by South Africa yeah and they're they're going to be playing
1: against a very very good team in South Africa look Dan McKellar, the assistant coach, has come out and said they're closer than they are. I think he's talking from an attacking perspective here. Like, yes, we Mm. can put some points on the board, but we're letting in a hell of a lot of points as well. Those three matches, I think it was 168 points they let in by the All Blacks. That's not good enough, um, particularly when you can't control the ball yourself. So um, time will tell. It looks like what they're trying to do, the coaches, are trying to put the All Blacks in one box and the rest of the world in the other. So let's see how we go against South Africa, and we'll reassess, Timmy, post-match.
0: Yeah, I definitely think there's some mental uh, mental scars around the All Blacks, mm. and I suppose that that comes with thirty uh, odd years of dominance. But uh, yep. those intercept tries, I tell you what, they break your heart every time you watch them. Now it looks like we need to get Pierce Morgan in the nets with Brett again, and uh, Brett can <laughs> bowl, bowl some 160k clicks at him. He, he's come out and he's ripped into uh, Naomi Osaka. Often when I see Pierce Morgan come out and attack people, I wonder where he's attacking from. Is this about? is this about a genuine attack on someone or is this because I want to propagate some publicity? I don't know. Oh, he's
1: definitely a a, a headline machine, that's for sure. But um, look, I I sort of agree with him, but I sort of don't um, with what he's saying here. He's sort of saying if a guy carries on um, and throws their racket around like Naomi Osaka did, um, screams like Naomi Osaka did when she lost, um, they'd call him a sport brat. So he's calling her a sport brat, but he's sort of saying... Coming, she's coming from the Megan and Harry playbook here and um, you, you can't talk about when, when a girl does it. And I, I, I don't know whether I'd, I agree with him. Did she carry on like, like a bit of a sport brat? Yeah, she probably did. Um, has she come out since and said, I want to um, let me have some time off now and, and reassess my um, actions? Yes, she did. So, you know, that's up to her. She's sort of dealing with her own demons enough. So I don't think she needs Pierce
0: Morgan telling her what to do. Now on a uh, change of pace and a very much a change of pace uh, and look everyone needs a smile and a laugh and some good humour and I think that once mm. we get through all this period that we're going through there's going to be it's going to be a bit like VE day there'll be people pashing off in the streets I really do. But what, what about what about the shot of the girl and the crowd of the US Open? And, and, and you know she was she was a pretty attractive young woman and every time they took the shot she got the beer and skull that. She was just sculling beers, but I don't know what all, all the
1: bloody has about Timmy. I've been doing that for every footy match this season in my lounge room every time. Every cricket, <laughs> <Yeah. few laughs> cricket matches you
0: played in, no, it was great to watch, wasn't it? it was a lot of fun.
1: Oh, it's good, good fun, and, and taking in the right manner. But um, yeah, she's definitely playing up to the to the cameras. But it's good to see people are out out and about and enjoying themselves. And um, yep,
0: sculling it in Bob Hawke style, it was brilliant. Oh, I think that it's that, really important, is it, to, to to look for the sense of fun, to look for the sense yes. of enjoyment. And I think that's what the Olympics brought in, with it a bit of an emotional tag too. But mm. that's what sport is, isn't it? Sport is about fun. It's about a diversion. It's about what you should be thinking about and, and celebrating and, and having fun with. Yeah, take us away from any of this political stuff that we have to deal with every day. Take us away from our jobs
1: and the worries of the world and um, and sport allows us to have time to ourselves and to, uh, and I suppose, to vacate your mind and enjoy it, as you said, Timmy. Yeah, that's
0: why I like playing golf uh, yeah. twice a day, every day, if I possibly could. Okay, and on the subject of golf, uh, Queenslander Cameron Smith, what he came through as a junior um, a decade ago and everyone's saying, oh, this guy's going to be the next, next big thing, and he has been, hasn't he? Second yeah. at the Masters. He's just won a cool eight and a half million, could have won more. So uh, his dad, Des, uh, the Queenslanders, well, they, they can't go – fishing in Queensland because Cameron can't get back so they are gone fishing in the US well he said he's going to buy himself um, he said if he won that last tournament he's going to buy himself a new boat
1: um, he still won $800,000, so maybe he'll buy himself some some good bait. <laughs> um, but he's got the old man coming over. Good on him. I, I, I like this guy's fresh approach to sport. Um, he plays hard. He goes, yep, i stuffed stuff my driver up again, but so what? He's made $8.5 million yeah. this year. Good on him. He can go fishing for quite a long time if he wants.
0: Yeah, I remember meeting his dad, like, uh, in the old Today Show days, and uh, I, I was always talking about eating pies or eating pies on the TV <laughs> show, and uh, I was out at the Lakes Golf Club where the Australian Open was, and I was just wandering around following Cameron Smith, and uh, someone just bumped me in the arm. He goes, "Mate, did you get those two pies this morning?" I said, "Oh, yeah, I did. I actually had a couple on the way." And I said, "Oh," and then we started chatting. And he goes, "Yeah," I, he goes, "I'm from Queensland." I said, "Oh, what are you doing?" He goes, "Oh, Cameron's my son." And so, so it was that is I was chatting with. So we were just talking about pie eating. And then I went to Melbourne the following week to cover the World Cup. And I interviewed Cameron. I said, "Mate, he, uh, how are the pies going?" "Yeah, your dad. My dad told me about you, and the pies we're big pie eaters. So look, he's a very, he's a very." Very quintessential Australian guy, Cameron Smith. It's very, very refreshing, isn't it, to see those guys?
1: And uh, it's it's nice to have his old man on on tour there. It's uh, I know having my old man watch me um, many times. It's 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 a great thing to share with your parents. <laughs>
0: for afternoon sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. www.xblades.com.au And of course, a big thank you to our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We'll be back tomorrow with your Daily Dose of Sport.
1: We'll see you then, guys. Take care.